Welcome to the Inrooted Podcast, the landowner podcast to empower you with inspiration, new perspectives, and quick tips for your forest management and land ownership journey. Today is all about sustainability, a phrase that in my opinion has been greenwashed so much and therefore tends to get a lot of eye rolls, but we're not going to be rolling our eyes here, now are we? So sustainability, what does that bring to mind for you? What do you instantly think of? And if I had to guess, it is probably one of two things. A sentence with several words that don't really tell anything specific, probably focused on something like the balance of ecosystem services, and or a very particular picture in your mind's eye of the ideal landscape that you view as sustainable. Sustainable is used in a variety of industries like businesses to maintain their current workload or production levels, or even in parenting to continue a level of extracurricular activities and work and marriage and nutrition and all the impossible things all at the same time. But these days, it is most often used solely or in combination in some manner with the environment, about what steps someone is taking to be more environmentally friendly. But this doesn't really help the landowner, does it? And if you're like me, with a societal emphasis on sustainability, perhaps you're feeling like you aren't quite doing enough. But I'm here to say that's not the case. Well, it might not be the case. We're going to go through the steps to define sustainability for you. And if you've heard me speak on anything else before, you probably know where I'm going to go for next. For everyone else who maybe this is your first experience with me, first off, welcome. But moving on to define sustainability for you, drum roll please. You need a solid understanding of what your goals and objectives are. Something that is sustainable for one person may not be sustainable for another. Something that is sustainable for, say, owning 2,500 acres may not be sustainable for our 25-acre landowner. So recognize what works for them may not work for you, and the vice versa. In Matthew 7, 3, 4, Jesus says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? This first lets us know that comparing, or in today's fashion of trying to keep up with the Joneses' sustainability efforts, or even worse, trying to correct the Joneses to what their sustainability should be, is just not acceptable when we each have our own challenges in front of us. So let's dive into goals for a hot minute. Since besides our own physical attributes on the land of what we actually own are only a portion of our sustainability, you need to know what are your goals. What purpose does the land provide for you? What are you wanting to achieve with it? Without a clear goal in mind, you're shooting an arrow into the darkness without a target. It'll land somewhere, but you won't be able to track its benefits or success for you because you never laid out what and where the target lies. Now, any management, of course, is better than no management, but we're talking about setting up a sustainable plan for you to create satisfaction and pride and peace with your land ownership, taking you off the treadmill of life of just trying to keep up with what you've been handed. So what are your goals? And if you've never thought about this, I'm here to tell you to be clear and be specific. Most people in the corporate world know the acronym SMART, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. And although I'm not expecting you to place an answer for every one of those statements, I do want you to be specific and achievable and define those as well as have some time numbers involved. 
This will help you obviously better define what you're trying to work towards and this alone will give you the parameters to work within and help you make decisions of yes or no when presented with different recommendations or program opportunities. If it aligns to get you to that goal, then the answer is maybe yes. And if it distracts away from the goal, then the answer is no. Not now at least. So that's your first challenge if you don't already have a clearly defined goal for your land. Set that now. And if you're still a little wishy-washy on your goals and how to determine what goals might be a good fit for you, I recommend checking out our free first steps to creating a legacy series, which I know in three days will help you have your own clear parameters. Okay, after you have your goal of what you want to achieve with your land, you need to remember to put financial goals to it too, because we're here talking about sustainability, remember? So we're moving further than, I want to improve wildlife habitat for deer hunting. That's a great goal, but deer hunting won't always pay the property tax bills unless you're willing to share that experience with others. You need to incorporate how often you desire to receive income from your land and potentially in what capacities. So for example, are you wanting to receive large lump sums which you take responsibility for to make last over time? Or are you desiring smaller and more consistent revenue streams? In most cases, your land isn't a bubble asset just to itself, and you probably want it to help support other areas of your life and lifestyle. You want it to be able to support its property taxes and perhaps give you a little revenue stream to take the family on vacation, perhaps to provide for increased management services to increase pollinator habitat and support retirement funding. Luke 14, 28 through 30 emphasizes the importance of understanding your finances when it comes to taking on a task. It's important to understand your finances when it comes to the management needs required of your land. And on the flip side, it's just as important to understand the results you wish to receive from your investment. The plans of the diligent lead to profit, Proverbs 21, 5. But remember, we're not comparing ourselves to another, as we just discussed. So our version of successful profit may be quite different than yours. And as long as it's helping you reach your goals efficiently and effectively, and dare I say sustainably, then that is right for you. So let's give some examples to wrap your mind around this a little bit better. Let's go with our 25 acre landowner we mentioned at the beginning. Perhaps your goal is to create a wildlife habitat haven as your own personal recreation, say for hunting deer and bird watching. That is your personal goal of what you want your land to do, provide hunting and bird watching opportunities. And therefore, all the management decisions should align towards those goals. And in most cases, that will probably be very focused on habitat management. But remember, the land still needs to provide a revenue source in some way. As a 25 acre landowner, your options are a lot more limited. There's no sugarcoating it. You have what is considered a small landowner challenge which is simply the scale of operability on your land is so small, it often costs more for many contractors and operators to come to your tract and therefore need to incorporate your land into a larger landowner sites. Why am I saying this? Because that means for traditional timber revenue, it's pretty much an all or nothing aspect. You don't have the flexibility to diversify your timber types and age classes quite the same as others do traditionally. So for traditional timber revenue, if that is something you desire to explore, you'll have at least a 25 to 35 year rotation and it'll have to be your entire tract or all those areas outside of maybe your SMZs and BMPs. 
And if you're willing to do that, great. You can count on a large lump sum every, let's split the difference, say 30 years. And it'll be your responsibility to divide up the profits for your management needs, taxes, and any other personal goals you desire. But that leaves about a 15-year gap until your next thinning and, again, 30 years for your next big check. And that's simply not going to work for financial sustainability. So let's think out of the box. How can you ensure your property taxes get paid from the land itself? What other opportunities can you pursue to create that financial sustainability? But let's not forget, your goal was for deer hunting and bird watching. There are going to be several other management steps you're going to want to implement to reach that goal. The forest doesn't stay stagnant, and although that doesn't necessarily require daily or weekly attention, it does require periodic measures to keep the ecosystem healthy and, again, providing for that purpose that you desire. Alright, so let's compare this to perhaps the 2,500 acre landowner we mentioned. With 2,500 acres, your financial opportunities are going to be significantly different than the 25 acre landowner, but so are your responsibilities. So it's just as important for you to create a plan towards financial sustainability too. One of the blessings you have though is the gift of diversification. You're able to diversify your landscape by timber types and age classes to better fit your ideal revenue streams and land goals. Say in this case your goals are to have an investment source to support your retirement plus provide for your grandchildren's continuing education whether that be for traditional colleges, for trade school, or simply other continuing education while they pursue entrepreneurship goals. In all of these cases, you are looking for your land to provide a specific financial incentive. First, to support itself, and second, to support your personal goals. Of course, all the while, you're going to want to make sure you're providing good wildlife habitat and maintaining all the other conservation efforts. I'm not saying you're becoming a timber tyrant, but ultimately your goal is for revenue from the timber specifically, and that's a great goal. But there's still a lot of wiggle room in that. With 2,500 acres, you can split your stands into 5, 500 acres, 10, 250 acre stands, 25, 100 acre stands, or 50, 50 acre stands, assuming all things the same, of course. So right there in an instant, you are provided with four different scenarios. One, extreme end, larger scale systems, which are going to provide you with much larger lump sums, but spread out over a greater time period all the way down to way smaller scale tracks, which will increase your diversity across the landscape, but decrease the revenue at one time, but increase its inconsistency. All of these have their own pros and cons. What matters is your consideration of which system works best for you to meet your goals. Why am I sharing all of this and trying to get you to think about what financial sustainability means for you and your land and what it actually looks like on your landscape? Because land that isn't financially sustainable, first of all, doesn't stay family land long. If it can't support the taxes plus some, when it is inherited by the next generation, it is viewed as a bleeding liability and will likely be sold to someone else. Whether that is another landowner, a timber company, a timberland investor, or a developer, whatever makes sense for the location and likely to pays the highest and best price. So if we desire for our land to stay forest land, we need to incorporate financial goals as a key component of our management plans. Having a management plan is great. It's a great first step. But if that plan doesn't support your goals, and if you don't have a way to pay for the management recommended, 
you're going to feel like you're stuck on a hamster wheel just trying to keep up until the next step. So this is your challenge today. Get specific with your goals. Are these goals suitable for long-lasting sustainability for your land and for your family? Then check to see if your current management plans align to help you reach those goals. If they do, great. Keep up the good work. If they don't, then perhaps it's time to start up another conversation with your local forester. And if you have absolutely no idea how to navigate all of this, I recommend checking out our newest program coming out literally this week, the Ultimate Landowner Series, Landowner to Steward, where we will be focused on creating financial sustainability on the land. As a three-week live program, we will go through three steps needed to give you the exact outline, tools, resources, and actions to get you clear on what is sustainable for you and how to get moving in that direction. As always, if you've loved this podcast, give us a shout out on social media, share with a family member or friend, and leave us a review. You can help us spread the word for healthy and sustainable forests across the region. Until next time.